One thing I learned again with like the journey of the show, one of the most powerful things about being an artist, it's like whether you're a comedian, um, a musician, a film writer or whatever, if you, some people will take those real like terrible experiences and turn it into a beautiful song, turn it into like the biggest punchline of their act. And it's almost like you take that moment of your life and you turn it into the biggest fuck you. Like Welcome back, everyone, to episode number five of the Johnny Rogers Show. My guest today is the one, the only, Sean Sirianni. He is the host of the podcast called The Creative Imbalance and uh, is a good friend of mine. We actually, um, you know what, come to think of it, I think the first time that I met Sean even, we uh, hung out and did a podcast. So this is actually very appropriate for us to be hanging out again and podcasting again i think sean just like reached out to me through social media and asked for me to be on his podcast so if you want to go back and listen to that podcast i'm sure if you search uh creative imbalance and johnny rogers that that episode will come up uh obviously it, it was it was pre-pandemic times back when we could go to a studio space, but it was a lot of fun hanging out with Sean. And before we even got into the studio space, I remember we were talking for at least an hour before we even got into do another hour. And we did that again today. We talked all about adaptation today, um, something that's uh, been a big, big thing in Sean's life right now. As you guys know, if you've been listening to this podcast, I always ask the guest, uh, what's uh, one word basically to describe uh, something that's been on your mind a lot lately. So we speak a lot about adaptation. Uh, but like I just said, Sean and I could have gone on for another two, three hours of just talking in general about uh, a lot of different stuff that we get into, you know, um, the life of an artist we talk about, we talk about his career in podcasting and the different gigs that he's done over his time. And uh, it was it was a really great conversation. I was I was very happy with uh very, very happy with the way it went and uh, just the different things that we came up with throughout this conversation. That, that's really what I want to share with you guys is all of these amazing creative people that I've been lucky enough to meet over the years. And uh, I'm noticing a theme as we're going along more so than just the, um, you know, asking someone to give me a one word, but I'm, no I'm noticing this theme now of the people that I'm surrounding myself with at least are working a lot on self-awareness and self-improvement and having a more uh, supportive attitude towards um, their friends and, and not even just their friends, but other people that are succeeding in, in whatever art or passion that they're chasing. Uh, so without any further delay, please enjoy my conversation about adaptation with Sean Sirianni. Okay, sweet. I'm like, I might as well just hit it anyways. I'll cut together an intro and everything, but all right, I'll do all, right. I'll do all that stuff earlier. Yeah, you know, yeah. Podcast and I, things. I watched the uh, the Jared one. It was awesome. It's, nice. Uh, it was cool to just listen in because it's like the the old gang, the old uh coffee run gang. <laughs> <And> it's like <laughs> just that that immediate like real talk. I love it. And that's what I love about this platform. And I think um this is awesome. Like this is episode four for you, right? 
five i believe five okay okay yeah yeah cool, yeah, cool. yeah but um yeah i just wanted to say from listening to the interview like you're such a good interviewer and uh just oh, like damn. a natural Thanks, uh, conversationalist too so yeah i'm excited to see where the show goes for you and everything like uh I, I loved what i listened to so far man that's the podcast everybody thank you so much yeah goodbye <laughs> <laughs> just, just like the mic just leave immediately on a high note <laughs> be hilarious <laughs> you're really leaving it up to if anybody's watching on youtube right now and sean has this green screen behind him if you don't put something in there somebody will somebody's gonna take a screenshot here and just plug in please they meme, it behind you. <laughs> meme it up meme it up just go off with the memes <laughs> yeah yeah i'm all about it i'm all about that kind nice. of chaos well man i passed the question off to you earlier today and you said uh the one word uh to describe something that was on your mind a lot that you we thought we could rant about was uh, adaptation um, yeah yeah you want yeah, to start off by how that's uh why that was your word yeah well i I text you back right away and it was just I wanted to just give it the most natural reaction to that question possible and I just feel like I I personally I'm going through a lot of like different changes and I notice it's not only myself uh, whether it's like my work life my love life my <laughs> everything life like uh, shit with the podcast and career all that I also noticed like just the people like who I'm coming across to this seems to be just a common theme in in life in general and also I can relate this to you too you just moved it to Ottawa like the other week too and I just feel like <laughs> yeah there's a crazy shift going on and I don't want to make the conversation too much about the pandemic I know people listen to podcasts to get their mind off that kind of stuff but it just seems like now that things um, especially if uh, we're in Canada right now, things are slowly going back to quote unquote, like normalcy, but also, also not to like, I just feel like just, it's normal just with to... proof of vaccine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, there's people who are comfortable with that. There's people who yeah. are against it. There's people in the middle who are like freedom of choice type thing. And I feel like we're all just kind of tiptoeing around, feeling like we're on eggshells, but also trying to find, I don't know, some kind of comfort within this shit storm. Can I swear? Can I swear? Oh, yeah, yeah, go off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, awesome. yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. It's all good. But um, I'll mark yeah, it as explicit. That's um just been on my mind lately. And along with like a lot of like personal life changes, uh, I don't know. How, how do you feel about uh, that word? And like, does that relate to you as well? Uh, well, yeah, definitely adaptation um, pff, relates me in a big way with just like moving and, uh, and needing to just uh, adapt to this new environment of, you know, the familiarizing myself with what's around me. And, you know, especially when it comes to like basic necessities, these are things that you you kind of like think about in a move where you like factor that in, you're like, oh, I'm going to need to figure out, you know, where the closest bank is, if I need to go there, or if I need to get my haircut, where's that place? And like, you know, these are very, just very minor life, life adjustments, but um, yeah. I've definitely had to, uh, I would say I fall on the word adapt more. So like in the workplace, 
like having mm-hmm. to adapt to a lot of changes, like work on informal overload. I have to adapt constantly because the news cycle is just ever changing. One second, we're talking about someone, you know, every single video and then boom, something bigger happens. And then you're immediately, your focus changes and you have to be able to adjust quickly to all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, I've seen you in the work environment as well. And, um, yeah, I noticed too, like sometimes you'd be writing a script and then something else happens and they are like, we need this right away. And then you got like 20 minutes before you can film. And I think that's something that's interesting that maybe people who, uh, follow you and watch in Ford overload don't notice how I guess alive that channel is and how I guess just, on the fly a lot of it is and uh which i don't know like kudos like hats off to like all the the hosts who work there too like i I feel like some of you guys are just fucking geniuses how you can just whip something up like so quick and it sounds like a, a total professional report and everything like that yeah i don't even know at this point i feel like it's just I've done it so many times. That's why it appears to be like super easy. But at the beginning, it was like really difficult to kind of, I think the way, the best way for me at least to adapt to something new is to uh, formulate like a structure around Mm. what I have to do. And then once I could lay out that kind of structure that I could repeat and then uh, form a pattern and then form a habit out of it, um, it made that adaptation a lot easier, at least. Yeah, I feel like, like you mentioned, uh, repeating the same thing over and over again. There's so much power in like that repetition and building almost this uh, muscle memory in your 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 subconscious going on. To I even noticed it happened with uh, me doing the podcast series and everything. There's just certain things I do where it's on like autopilot. And uh, people will mention it to me like, oh, I, I like this. I like that about the show. And I'm just like, oh, wow, I don't even think about doing that. But yeah, I guess yeah. like if you <laughs> listen like... to like my old episodes, that they're like a little rocky and um, there wasn't like a lot of like confidence going into it. But um, then again, it's just like you do something enough. It just it just turns into something special. And um, I'm sure you can see, you can see that type of growth, too, in your life uh, with doing the stand up comedy as well, because that's a lot of reputation or repetition like time on stage and yeah but it's really also i i've found over the years that it's honestly very joke dependent too like if a lot of your act is self-deprecation then it's not then the repetition isn't necessarily the best it might be the best Mm. thing for your act and like you might succeed and do very well but for your mental health you're kind of just repeating your trauma over and over and over again (laughs) (laughs) three four times a night (laughs) just yeah. putting yourself down to make other people laugh it's like oof, that's no way to live you know yeah definitely and I'm it's like, crazy yeah, yeah. The there's some quote about like clowns being like super oh, fuck i most of them are of it. yeah but it's just but like it's because the, uh, of that it's yeah. because it's like yeah. the you know the routine of uh perfecting a joke is you need to do it multiple times to get it right so if, if the joke is that you suck, then that that's going to hurt uh, night after night after night, especially if it keeps working. You're like, God damn, that's my new closer. Yeah. Yeah. And again, <laughs> I'm an the, idiot. The, yeah. <laughs> you just start believing it. And then, you yeah, know? you go home and it's just like, Oh, that's the last thing I said to a group ah, of people. Like, oh. but that's a, that's a dangerous thing with artists is they blend too much of their onstage, uh, who they are on stage with who they are in their personal life. 
where I think mm-hmm. if you make a clear distinction with those two, like make one super extreme and a little, a little you, but a little different so that you could at least make that separation. Cause if you can't, then you're just carrying all of that with you all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's very, very true. And I never thought of, uh, and, and I'm sure you're going to see this as the more and more you do podcasts too. There's a certain type of, performance element into it even if you're having these awesome real conversations yeah uh, yeah like the style you do um i had an experience well just recently just kind of reflecting on the whole uh podcast journey on my end when uh i was being interviewed on somebody else's show and uh just talking about they were talking about like how i have like a lot of like people on my show who uh they're, they're trying treating like mental health whether it's like a yoga person i had like a shaolin monk and shit yeah. like that and um <laughs> and they're kind of like oh sean you're always like kind of like bubbly and happy and uh i i just was opened up on this show where it's just like you know what sometimes i'm about to like i wake up the day i'm supposed to do an interview and i don't feel happy i feel like shit but then it turns into almost like the podcast persona when it's go time I turn it on. Um, it's like, okay, we're, we're yeah. doing the show now. Like, all like super welcome bubbly. back everyone to episode number. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's inter- <clears throat> it's making me like, just think so deep about like the whole experience when it's almost like, um, I don't want to project like the negative energy, which I think is fair. Like, I feel like even a lot of people, not even people who have a show that I know people in life where, they'll like walk around with a smile on their face and like they could have just Dude, lost great. like everything you know yeah and, yeah it's it's fucking and once you realize it's yeah. all mindset you just like yeah it's like you found a cheat code because yeah, if you yeah. if you just take like everything that happens to you and just try your best right away to flip it into some sort of a positive instead of immediately going for the knee-jerk reaction of being like mm-hmm. fuck this sucks this is the yeah. worst. I hate this. I hate like you know what I mean? Like that's so mm-hmm. easy to go into. And it it you do it so many times that at some point you have to be like, well, that doesn't get me any further either. Like sitting there and bitching and moaning and complaining yeah. about it doesn't really do anything with the situation either. So I might as well yeah. be like, Well, that sucked. Guess I'm moving on and never doing that again, or I'm doing this instead this time. And and that's just like what I've always found at least to be the best way to deal with any bad news mm-hmm. and i think one thing i learned again with like the journey of the show one of the most powerful things about being an artist it's like whether you're a comedian um a musician a film writer or whatever if you some people will take those real like terrible experiences and turn it into a beautiful song turn it into like the biggest punchline of their act and it's almost like you take that moment of your life and you turn it into the biggest fuck you like i dominated you and yeah. i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna make money from it i'm gonna make people yeah. smile i'm gonna it's make people like relate back yeah yeah and, and it's a push back on the universe yeah yeah it's the, yeah the fight back moment <laughs> yeah. and uh it's got you on the ropes and it's like boom you came in with a ko knockout and there uh, there's something i find so beautiful about it and um the more and more like i've interviewed like hundreds of artists and 
in my lifetime. And the more I hear stories like that, it's like the more respect I get for just choosing the path of like an artist in a way to, for your own, like mental health, you know, like, I feel like a lot of people like talk about like the negative of like being like, like there's the saying the starving artist or whatever. Yeah. There's, there's some things that I don't know, I guess like people, it's hard to, to talk about to people who haven't pursued these type of paths, but there's some highs that are so high you're willing to go right back down to the bottom again and not give up just to get back to that other place of yeah. just jo- internal joy or whatever your passion is. Yeah. It's a drive. It's a, it's a strange drive and it really like when you can kind of sink your teeth into something that you're passionate about and it's like, it, it's never something something that I've been passionate about. I've never like, as I'm doing the thing been like, Oh, I'm, I'm doing the thing. I'm being really passionate right now. You're just like obsessed. You just become like super obsessed with whatever it is. Like the podcast, you're like, I'm going to do five episodes a week because I Mm. fucking love just chatting with people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it it almost turns into this unconscious (laughs) possession and you're just doing it to doing it. And then um, I see but that, some but people. But like, yeah. like you just said, though, that takes away from time of doing other things. So mm, that's why, yeah. like, that's why you can become a starving artist if you don't know how to properly prioritize things in your life, um, like other people in your life or like feeding yeah. yourself and like, you know, that yeah. you could just crash and burn so fast. Yeah, that's facts. And I feel like um, pursuing the arts or whatever it is it's almost it's gambling in a way in those moments where you're like sacrifice for your art and your passion because nothing is guaranteed but in your heart you're like i have i hope this happens i hope i land this acting gig i hope this song blows up (laughs) yeah i hope this comedy set lands me like to the or sends me to the next club like a bigger show and like there's it's endless too and uh, i don't know it's such a interesting thing and um unconsciously like uh, when i was started doing the podcast i just kind of wanted to tell like a bunch of untold stories in my circle and everything but the more and more i've been doing this it's turning into this crazy social study on the mindset of like just artists and like and I find it doesn't matter who I talk to, whether it's a comedian, a pro wrestler, a musician, a filmmaker, there is this underlining tone of where they're almost like all the same type of people, like in their mindsets. And it's, it's, it's really interesting too. like, if somebody can scroll like on their Spotify and see my show and just see all these different guests and different crafts and be like, oh, this is so random. But if you start listening to each and every one, it's like, Yo, these people are just so much alike and uh, even more than I would even expect, you know, it's just came after repetition again. Yeah. And if people want to go check that out, it's the creative imbalance. Whammo. Oh, wow. 
Oh, you got the YouTube channel. <laughs> He's got yeah, YouTube I've been, up there. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug the YouTube channel, which I don't. Most people uh, listen to this on Spotify and uh, nice. iTunes. I'm but, only plugging uh, it because we're on YouTube. It's gonna yeah, be no, I love it. I love it. There's, um, there's, barely, pop uh, over. there's barely uh, a following on the YouTube, but um, I've been posting videos of all the episodes on there, and they come a little later than the, the ones I get to my patreon people nice oh but, shit um, it's kind of patreons hell yeah, but yeah <laughs> thanks for thanks for popping that up look at you <laughs> got a little setup a little host slash producer shit going on yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get, you're finding the groove credits. too and yeah. you got a sick logo too that's proper oh yeah a nice yeah, little it look, looks like uh kind of like a fallon show corner. type thing yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to do so. I love neon sign logos. I just became obsessed with that. And then I just went on YouTube and just school of YouTube looked up how to make a neon sign in Photoshop. And then boom, it was just mm-hmm. super simple. It's amazing yeah, that yeah. there's just like, if you want to learn something, it's it's right there. You just really have to look for it. Yeah. You really don't need to go to school anymore. Oh my <laughs> God. Like, because uh, outside of this, You're I do like videography kids. work and, um, that industry is consistently changing like almost every year there's like a new type of technology or whatever Mm. and it's crazy anytime i get stumped at doing something all i do is go on youtube and it's like how to blah 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 and then um all of a sudden a tutorial like a hundred tutorials will pop up at or answering your question and it's usually some 12 year old kid just (laughs) (laughs) telling you exactly how to do it like how to make your green screen better how to like do this funky shit in after effects he's got 800 subscribers (laughs) oh yeah yeah he's a hero there's (laughs) you're like what the fuck yeah i um a long time ago when i first moved to toronto um and i just started off doing videography um and i was super poor and i needed to do these gigs and i was just picking up gigs on like kijiji and um i I started getting comfortable with live events but all of a sudden this ad came up uh to do something with a green screen and oh right in the middle of the story i think we lost you oh Oh, it glitched you're like yeah and then and then I just told you the greatest <laughs> advice ever. <Damn laughs> oh, shit. Um, let me double check. Um, can you hear me now? See yeah, me yeah, now? you're good. Yeah. Let's see the signal. Signal seems fine. Okay. Yeah, it might be on Sorry my about end, that, folks. which is weird. I'm the only one on this internet here. Sorry, guys. But, um, All right. But, yeah, so I seen this gig. It said... Uh, we need somebody to do a green screen. I was so broke. I needed like just any gig. YouTube, how to uh, do a green screen. And it's just, uh, again, another like 10-year-old kid being like, okay, you do this. And um, he was doing it with a program I was using, which was Final Cut at the time. So yeah. you click here, you click here, and boom. And I'm like, okay. Um, and then I replied to the email, which this is, oh my God. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I can do this. So... <laughs> That happened. And then I remember going to this gig and being so nervous. So make it, I remember like, okay, we got to make sure there's no shadows behind them and get the lighting right. And I'm filming this whole thing. And my heart is like, kind of like, oh my God, Sean, you fucking con artist. Like, even like, (laughs) I hate lying. (laughs) And then uh, 
I, I was actually I wasn't living in Toronto at the time. I was living at uh, my cousin's place in Burlington. I was taking the oh, go train to go Damn, to Toronto. Damn, yeah. that's so far. Yeah, so uh, I went to Toronto. I did this, and then I went back on the train. It's like the longest ride home, just because of my thoughts. Like, please work, <laughs> please work, yeah, yeah, please yeah. work. And I remember I finally got it to her house. Like, ran into the basement, like where my computer was. Did the couple clicks, just like, okay, please, please. But yeah, basically, end of the, that story. Well, uh, we cut out for a bit, so I don't know what you got or what you didn't get, <laughs> yeah. but it was the longest train ride home. I run in the door. I'm on the computer. I'm like sweating. I'm like, please fucking work. I, I'm like, okay, the kid told me to click here, click here, click here. Boom, green gone. And I could see the people. I stood up from my chair. I was like, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it was probably for only like 200 bucks or something like that. Yeah. But I, was, yeah, yeah. I needed that so bad. Like, uh, you're like, I've if that's like, all I have to do and I can get that money, then let's go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Again, yeah. adaptation, like being on the fly, like just being yeah. on your toes or whatever. I feel like to like lesser extremes, that's what it takes to pursue anything in the entertainment business because yeah even at higher levels too like oh my god yeah you're gonna adapt to a lot of changes that that industry changes a lot especially if you're getting into any art form my god Mm -hmm. do you still uh do auditions at all oh no 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 i cut myself right out of that i just realized at a certain point that I was like, I don't want to be an actor. Like, I don't yeah. like acting. You know what I mean? I've been on sets before and I'm like, eh. Like, the only thing, the only reason why I was wanting to go out to more auditions, because I was like, oh, if I do a commercial, at least it's one day. But now that I don't live in Toronto, I'm going to have to probably find more local representation. Because it's not like they don't film things in Ottawa. They definitely do. But it's mm. just not it's just not something I'm, I'm that's driving me right now yeah yeah it's almost you have to beat or meet like a whole new group of people and get in that circuit yeah. too and i'm sure uh comedy to some extent is kind of like that too like uh yeah for sure i'm lucky enough that i've like come out this way before so like mm-hmm. i've done background acting in ottawa before so i know like those casting agents and then I've done like a few different gigs in Ottawa. So I met like some Ottawa comedians. Um, shout out to the people that were like, yo, you coming out to do comedy? And I was like, not right now, fam. I got to write yeah. some new material first. <laughs> well, you got a pretty solid set. Uh, that was a uh, special for me to see before, uh, oh, yeah. before you Redwood, left the yeah. city. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's cool too. Just like, kind of from my perception, I have always knew you'd be amazing on stage but like i've only i haven't seen you do a full set until that day and um like i've heard like i've seen you post like little clips here and there and obviously like from working beside you i know you're such a well speaker like doing the info overload uh overload i said (laughs) praise the info overload that's that should be your name i'm the info overlord (laughs) they call me the bacon overlord for a little bit which is funny it's like that's hilarious yeah but um to finally like see you just like do a set too it's it was uh it was really awesome and you were so good at what you do and it's like beyond just like the jokes it's a it's like a cadence and how you segue into like different bits and stuff it just kind of 
flew together or like like just this one cohesive piece and yeah like bravo man it was so cool nice. to see uh, clip that <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> send it to all like the, the comedy says ray that. reviews <laughs> i'm all about uh just speaking from the heart and telling people things too like this oh, may yeah, sound morbid but um kind of like from being in the battle rap scene too like uh we lost like a lot of people and Damn. not saying like all my buddies like are gonna drop soon but there's I, there's know. always some people there's a couple people in that circle who are in the back of my mind and um i kind of played it like too cool for school around them like you know like when deep down i was a fan and we lost one uh uh, one guy, his name uh, specifically is Bender. You should check out his music, Flight Distance. It's really fucking good. And uh, yeah, he's just a genius writer and stuff. But every time I hung out with him, I never really, really told him like how much um, not only do I love his music and his battles, but how much he actually inspires me as well. Yeah, he was like such a big source of inspiration. And uh, I feel like you guys like who I've met through the studio and you like you and Jared, like who was on your your podcast a couple episodes, too. It's just like like that type of energy around me always inspires me. And I got to like, I don't know, from now on, I'm just always like telling people I fucking love them or it's just like even if I see like a little clip or like a little post or whatever, just just oh definitely replying to it and like letting them know that letting them know that i like i'm receiving some type of energy from that that's that's good oh yeah man that's it's just becoming more and more important especially i think i think where this kind of feeling because you're not alone in this i've also had this same sort of like um idea swirling around in my head that i need to like big up my friends more even more you know um i think it's to be quite honest with you the amount of like death that we've just been exposed to for the first time in a long time because before the internet like death was kind of just this like hidden thing from most mm-hmm. of society right like it it was um what do they call it hospice care right in the hospitals like people when they know that they're about to pass they take them to this whole separate wing and it's very like sterile and off to the side and like you know, we bury the bodies and it comes out in a casket and you very rarely see open caskets now either. So yeah. it's like the whole thing has always been hidden from us. And I think that, well, we've seen it before in societies that overprotect, it ends up being worse than it actually protects. Right. So it's like mm-hmm. now I think you can become cold towards people when you forget about how fragile life is. Yes. Or it could be easy to fall to to just like kind of be like, oh, well, they're on their own thing and I'm doing my thing and, you know, or or getting envious or getting jealous. It can be easy to like fall into those emotions. Yeah, yeah. Even like uh, it's I this is like the biggest turnoff for me when I, I meet a person who would prefer to like put their foot down on somebody than like bring them up or even like they find, I don't know, they get whether it's like a jealousy thing or like just this person talking. Yeah. This person's going to take my spot type of attitude yeah, yeah. when really that's not what it is. It's just, I don't know. And um, it happens. You meet those type of people in the entertainment business. And 
I also meet the total opposite, like people are uplifting communities and bringing it all together. And uh, one person that comes to mind in Toronto too is a rapper named Junior T. And uh, right now he is the DJ for Jesse Reyes. He uh, oh, no does way. like a, cool. her world tours and stuff. She pre-pandemic, he was about to go on tour with her and uh, Billie Eilish too. And no way. I was like, damn, <laughs> like right when, when that... There's so off. many stories like that of like yeah. I almost I was just about to I almost yeah. had my <laughs> yeah but he, he's again like just chill about it like these opportunities can come later but yeah. also like even if it though came he, in the first place it'll come again you know yeah yeah and um people look up to him like um like artists starting out as a leader in Toronto and I noticed what he's doing in um his latest album, it's called Studio Monk. Um, he produced all the it's beats and name. everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's fire. And it's so him, too. It's just like all kind of like zenny chill. Like it's, nice. it's a vibe itself. But every track has an artist, whether it's like a well-known one in Toronto or even some he just hit up out of nowhere. Like, hey, I need you on this track. I see you working. And like hey. it's almost like a celebration of the good vibes. And it made something powerful and it like gets nominated for Junos and stuff like that. And that just shows like the power of like just community and like good energy can like build something beautiful. And I see other people take the other route where I name drop Junior T. I'm not going to name drop some of these other people who co are coming <laughs> to my it, mind. Right now. Yeah, do it. <laughs> but, but we'll take it to the Patreon like, if we have to. Yeah, it's so <laughs> ego driven and it's just like they wouldn't be happy for somebody else's success and i don't see it as much now but when i first moved to toronto and i was doing videography in the hip-hop world um toronto had a title like a nickname called the Screwface capital because <laughs> you'd be apparently like you'd be doing a set and everybody just doesn't want to see you do your set like, like, like almost like imagine like you were a comedian at like an open mic and all the other comedians didn't want to like laugh at your jokes it's just like oh yeah fuck this that guy. happens and, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure i'm sure that is every community has something like that not a lot but, not a um, lot no but it has happened I <laughs> yeah i noticed recently which is awesome there's more leaders like junior tears are kind of like bringing like love into it and like um a lot of like these younger artists aren't seeing the bullshit in a way it's uh it's just oh it's, yeah it's gonna change and it feels it for, like for if, sure yeah if, it just feels like the the city's like thriving a bit more now too it's like he found like jesse and now she's on the radio and like some other artists too like they're doing like world tour or like not world tours like across the country and stuff like that and it's like oh because you were on the junior t album so you must be like pretty decent Look at like even the uh, dave Chappelle and joe rogan like teaming up mm -hmm. to do arenas together like they're like i have a massive audience and you have a massive audience let's just join forces <laughs> like yeah i love it too because it is different kind of comedy too when you see both way of their different sets. Yeah, yeah and yeah. but even to have that blend in um i think that makes such a good show because i find a lot of people uh I notice in the music side of things, they'll try to book like all these bands that sound the same, all these styles, say it's yeah. like street rappers the or theme, conscious rappers. The, like, theme a festival, right? Like, yeah. But if you're there for hours, it's like your brain kind of 
like it gets stale in a way you want to cross crowds you don't want to like have them yeah. all focus on the best one and nobody there for the any of the shittier ones yeah and you don't want to see like the same guy like talking about the same topics over and over and over like different and then the next guy comes up and it's like the same thing but just with a different punchline where yeah. Chappelle and rogan like that's such a perfect be, like oh, peanut butter to- and jelly type mix you know Joe could be talking about you know, like fucking elk hunting, and then Dave is yeah. talking about like you know doing his trans jokes or whatever he does. <laughs> yeah, kicking a tranny or something. Yeah, yeah whatever he does, whatever, yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever his best joke. Is. Well, yeah, whatever's gonna get him canceled though. Yeah, Again, yeah, yeah. essentially, he knows. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, it's it's so funny too uh, how you you like it's cool that you brought up Chappelle and Rogan too, where somebody will take just one line out of context of Rogan's podcast and one line out of Chappelle's special out of context and be like, Oh, he hates women and blah, blah, blah. But really it's like, that's, it's the total opposite. It's like, if you listen to the whole special, like there's this message at the end of it. And it's like, there's that gross energy too, where people, I don't know if they want, um, social justice blood or money clout. Or like you know like they're they're on twitter and they're like yeah, yeah, i need yeah. this tweet to blow up that i'm mad at you because you said this but i didn't listen to the rest <laughs> of the it around it viral when it yeah. goes viral i'm gonna sell dildos in the comments <laughs> there's so many of those why is there so many of those or those galaxy lamps Every viral tweet I see, there's a fucking vibrator in the first reply. Use my promo code for 30% off. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And penis pills and shit like that. It's just everything's about like, yeah, they're just selling dick shit at the end of the day. (laughs) That's all we care about. We're the horniest species. Maybe maybe I'm doing it wrong, and that's why I've been broke on it. Need to get into the dick pills. Yeah. (laughs) I gotta start uh canceling everybody <laughs> better help all of these other yeah. ads that wanted in <laughs> yeah you're gonna be my first one to get canceled i'm gonna take a i'm gonna take half a sentence you said on info overlord. <laughs> info overlord you can't even get the name right in the deposition sir i know but that's that's what's gonna be in the headline like yeah, yeah, yeah. rogers of info overlord <laughs> says him also, uh, I, I I'm going to fill it in. Oh shit! <laughs> I think there was a little delay there. <laughs> I was delaying for dramatic effect. Oh damn, damn. Um, oh, it's funny too. Uh, I wanted to watch the you and Jared episode, so I typed in Johnny Rogers, and it popped up on the third one. Uh, but the first video was Johnny Rogers, um, punting the ball in Oklahoma. Like, yeah, famous CFL <laughs> player Johnny yeah. Rogers played for the Montreal Alouettes. Yeah. I've done my research. Mm, yeah, <laughs> and or for whenever I search it, it's usually uh, Kenny Rogers comes up a lot too, which is funny. And oh, I'm like, really? there's no way I'm ever gonna beat Kenny Rogers in the search results because his videos have like 130 million views. You're like, Jesus. Mm. Yeah, every old woman with an iPad types that in. <laughs> I need just... to wait till the boomers die before I can take over his search results. Yeah, soon, my friend, soon. That's my big goal in life is to be a higher search result than Kenny Rogers. Yeah. You ever see the the Kenny Rogers parodies on Jackass? It was it was always Will <laughs> yeah. Sasso. 
And then there, no, not Jackass. It was on Mad TV, yeah, but Mad he did TV. Kenny Rogers Jackasses. It's like Those I'm Kenny best. Rogers. Welcome to Jackass. <laughs> he's like covered in like rib sauce and getting hit in the face with like <laughs> yeah, just crazy hair and just like this yeah. is the most ridiculous way. Mad TV was fucking legendary. I love Mad mm-hmm. TV. I like yeah. it so much more than S- like Saturday Night Live. I can... I no used question. to flip back and forth. There was like I felt like the the sophisticated audience would go for SNL, but then yeah. Mad TV would have like the fun, just batshit craziness. Like you never knew what was gonna happen on it. Like they it was had, always like, like the most ridiculous and... characters. Yeah, like yeah. Stewart was so good. Yeah, and the oh Miss Swan. <laughs> I actually I ran into Bobby Lee before. <laughs> oh no way! Speaking of Mad TV, and um, I I got excited, but because almost like in my mind, like he's always been like kind of a cartoon character just growing <laughs> yeah, up like watching yeah, that can like, happen and it, like i didn't even say anything to him he just kind of like walked by and like did a head nod i was in the comedy store it's uh, a very long story short i used to dabble and stand up and there was like an open mic thing and um i was actually out there filming like some battle rap stuff nice and I had a day to myself and I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to fuck off and do some touristy shit. And I'm like, Oh, I'll, I'll go watch something at the comedy store. And I noticed there was a, uh, it was like open mic day and I had to get there at a certain time. So I went there and it was kind of interesting. I learned a lot about like the LA scene. There was just a line way up the block of people oh, like sure. signing up. So you sign up and then it turns into a raffle and by 4 PM, you know, like if you're going to be on stage or whatever. And, um, so I ended up losing the raffle of like of 300 people or whoever, like I'm definitely exaggerating. Yeah. But, um, so the whole line leaves and I'm, uh, I'm like, well, I'm just going to watch the show here. And then I kind of walk up and um, the guys at the door, they'd never seen me before. And uh, I, I'm trying to think of the one guy's name. He must've been like super young, like comic at the time, but I always seen him like on like, brian red bands channels and stuff like okay actually, okay actually like years after this but this guy was oh, just working no the door at the time and he's just like hey man like uh what's your name i never seen you before and i'm like oh i'm sean he's, i'm like oh i just kind of came from uh from canada and i'm just gonna hang out and watch the show and and he's like oh you came from that far oh fuck you should have told us and then he's like he put me my name at the end of the list to do oh, uh, yeah? stand up no so, way um, i went and um there was like a little booth where all the comics kind of like open micers sit. And I was just sat in the booth and I'm, I'm meeting strangers and stuff like that. And then Bobby Lee just walks by and looks at us and almost like tried to like mean mug us to make us like all nervous, <laughs> which I thought was fucking hilarious. And like, like just gave us like this evil look. And like, I just yeah. kind of smiled and gave him a head nod. Bitch, you know who I am. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I wish I would have said something to him at the time, but again, yeah, my point of the story, it's like you watch those people on like mad TV and they're so outrageous. Like in my head, it's like almost like watching a cartoon, like mentally. Yeah. And then it's like seeing him just come to life. <laughs> like it could have been like fucking SpongeBob and I would have had like the same <laughs> reaction in my mental. Imagine SpongeBob me mugging you while you're sitting in the yeah, boat. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> yeah, man. It's, god damn no yeah i totally i totally get exactly what you're saying like i um when i went to uh visit la i went to like a jimmy kimmel taping and sean penn was on the show 
Oh, cool. And it was weird as fuck to see Sean Penn <laughs> in person. I was like, yeah, you're, that's you're Sean actually Penn. a guy. Like, yeah. He's all haggard. He's drunk from the bar that he just came from. Like, they had a little bar in the lounge area, like right, right next to the recording studio. I'm like, he for sure was just tossing it back right before this recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder <laughs> what's what the deeper psychology of that is because, like, I totally get what you're saying. It's yeah. like somebody you've seen in movies your whole life, but then in the physical form, like you know, he's a person. Like, yeah, watching yeah, these yeah. Movies. And then when they're there, it's like. It's like, oh, it almost is something like, oh, you're real. Even though you know yeah. they're real. Like, kinda, like it's, it's like a shock. Like pulling like, the curtain aside a little bit, you know? It's a, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I like the idea of meeting people that I admire. Not, not saying that I admire Sean Penn, but just from having that experience, I was like, ooh, I don't know if I would like it if I met someone I really looked up to and then they turned out to be just like, garbage in person <laughs> yeah yeah um i feel like i didn't like meeting people i admired at first in prior to doing the podcast because uh i'd be I'd, like almost like my brain would panic people. and i'd be like okay what do i say and then i think about it days later i'm like that's what you said that was dumb you could have like <laughs> talked to this person about this and that but now um with doing the podcast i actually got to talk to like a lot of like different musicians i looked up to and stuff and it's kind of made me more relaxed, like where they're just all people. And then it kind mm. of that feeling trickled out to meeting these people like or different types of people in real life and just being more calm minded in myself. Like it just I find like before when I would meet a celebrity, a switch would go off and I'd almost like turn into like a different person. Like, it's yeah, really weird. But now yeah. it's like I feel like from all the interviews it almost trained me to just be like okay yeah i'm just, just still gonna be sean and talk to him like i would usually do and that's another weird thing on this journey that's kind of changed me you know <laughs> there's, there's something that happens too when that like switch goes off like you said where i think if you're especially if it's someone who is let's say in an industry that you would like to be in or at a point in that industry, like of success that you would like to be in, you all, your brain almost is like, this is your opportunity. You know, this is the, this is a chance where this person could change your life. And, and in the, in reality, that's not the case, right? Like that's yeah, not how things, true. that's not how things work. You know, mm -hmm. like success is, what do they say? Success is just, preparation meets opportunity yeah yeah it's being prepared like the opportunity at the right time. has to present itself to you i don't think that like those moments where if you meet a celebrity on the street that you should be like asking them for things yeah or definitely. like and you know yeah yeah and, oh, sorry, go ahead. yeah i was just gonna say and some people don't get what you're saying and they're like they see it as this is my moment yeah. And we'll be like, okay, like whether it's like a musician giving them like their mixtape or something, it's like, no, chill, chill, work at your craft. And then there's going to be a moment where you get so undeniable. That's a, another thing I, I word I use. And you'll end up being in, in these type of circles where you're going to be able to meet this person again or somebody else. And it's just like, you got to build up their, that your, your own, um, reputation and resume and all that where a lot of people think every everybody who uh who's 
became like famous like it's just like in a snap it's like boom you know like, yeah type they of think thing. that like or, you're yeah. they're gonna join your group or something of, yeah. of other famous people and then be famous by association when mm-hmm. like in reality you just have to kind of like create that around yourself like which is exactly like what you're saying of just like doing it in your getting a reputation of yours for yourself within your own community first like yeah yeah and sometimes it doesn't happen till way way later in life yeah (laughs) even more sometimes and that's the that's the power of not giving up and again it goes back to to what you said of being prepared for the the real moment of when it's time to shine. Um, there's actually a beautiful article that came out. Um, um, it's kind of like in the pro wrestling world. And this could this story could relate to anybody, even if you're not into wrestling. But there's a AEW wrestler. His name's Eddie Kingston. And uh, he's almost 40. Um, he's from New York, just like a hardcore like New York guy or whatever. And he was always like really, really good, like on the independence and everything. And almost every bigger name like knows him or wrestled him in the independence and again it was just like never was his time and it's just kind of like the power of like not giving up and like i didn't even know he had this independent legendary legacy until last year when he showed up on aew but he was talking about like the month before he signed the contract and had his moment of being prepared and going off with it but he was like still like on the independence. Um, he was like fucked for money. He was like selling his gear to pay his mortgage and shit like that. Yeah. And apparently, like he got like like a, a talking from his brother who uh, who has a kid too, which is his like nephew. And he's like, he's like, oh yeah, you're just gonna quit. He's like, you're gonna tell like I'm gonna tell like uh, your nephew that my that his uncle's a fucking quitter and just like he's had nothing. And then like. He, he toughed it out for another couple months and then boom, the timing came. And what's beautiful about the timing is he's been prepared for 15 years, you know? Yeah. yeah and that's yeah. somehow, the fuck that's, doing. that's how it's like. And like, there's <clears throat> actors and on the episode you had with uh, Jared too, you guys mentioned a bunch of actors name. And I know like Morgan Freeman, like didn't get like his first role until he was like super old and stuff and it's just the guy that played like gandalf or or dumbledore one i I always mix Mm -hmm. them up one of those guys yeah they were like in their early 70s or something and that was their first major like not that they had been acting their entire life but i think they started at like 50 or something but they didn't really get anything like huge like breaking into the mainstream until he was like in his 70s yeah and it's so cool to like see those type of people break out too, because you know, like deep down, they're the real ones, you know, there's, there's people yeah, who get into on. like, yeah, acting music, like I see rappers pop up all the time. And even like, for like direct examples, sometimes people hit me up for advice of podcasting. And the first thing they'll talk about is sponsorships, money and blah, blah. And I'm like, in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, you're really not about you need content too. first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and even sometimes with the content too, it's it's still a grind. Uh, and you have to really love it to do it and be consistent and get to that next level. And again, it 
there might be just crickets for years and then the timing might hit like whether it's a soup like an insane guest or a sponsorship deal anything and but you have to be also prepared for those moments because yeah, sometimes yeah. those moments also come and, and you're like you're oh, i shouldn't take this early. right now like yeah, i've had yeah. a bunch of that in like my video life too like you heard how wildly ambitious i was of like just going out to gigs where i didn't know how to like <laughs> do it and i've i just had a couple watch more the youtube tutorial where where it's like <laughs> i kind of did my thing and it was like i was way before my time and i didn't get a call back and that's mm. like with any craft acting comedy blah 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 but you just got to keep consistent and be ready for that time it's like it's like martial arts like yeah you can train and train and train but then there's that moment where the the fight kicks in and it's a whole different thing where but if you know your shit you're going to take care of business you know <laughs> like couldn't agree more man well look we're uh we just did an hour we're coming up on an hour right now oh wow that's that went by so quick <laughs> yeah i'm definitely like gonna have turned. to have you back on though thank you so much for coming on yeah. is there anything that you want to promote before you get out of here um just again be be good to people Lit, lead in love like i don't know just times have been hard enough on a lot of us even you'd be walking down the street and even people you don't even think are going through a tough time everybody's kind of got their struggles always lead with love and um never again never give up on what you're doing be prepared for when the time is right and check out the podcast boom <laughs> but uh yeah there's um there's Leave more like love. So i love that man yeah definitely man hey now that's so awesome that you can just pull that up pop and, it right uh, up for you and yeah there's um there's a lot of amazing stories too if you're just looking for some inspiration of different artists like right there at the top there's uh, adam stillwell he's a director he just did this movie called the free fall and he worked with the people from like the the conjuring insidious like did no the way. score of the movie and this movie's probably going to come out for a year from a year now and but it was one of the best psychological horrors i ever seen and yeah mm. yeah you got you got uh, scott curtis behind the bits another podcaster crystal Blemmy stop motion animation so the chosen here, rapper brooklyn doran folk you've, artist you've literally got 159 episodes of mr sean siriani if you want to listen to the creative and balance podcast go check him out on spotify don't forget to subscribe to his youtube page so that he starts doing more videos on there <laughs> yeah that, the, the, the youtube needs some love <laughs> yeah, yeah show the it's hard love. to start youtube in 2021 you know <laughs> it is but you just gotta dive in and go for it man yeah. i'm sure th- i'm sure you'll get people going over and give them a follow on instagram at the creative imbalance sean pleasure having you on thank you so much johnny i'm proud of you i'm uh i'm happy you're doing this show man i'm gonna be a listener <laughs> thanks so much man i can't wait to have you back on if you're uh if you're listening to this don't forget to hit that uh follow button or subscribe button that really helps us out hit like and uh leave us a comment down below with your thoughts on today's podcast but until next time guys stay classy or at least try you know <laughs>